Are we ready to roll? We're recording. All right, great. If you want to get involved in the community and it's going to be a social service or a civic amenity kind of thing, do something that you personally really like and really believe in. Welcome back to That One Thing. I'm Gordon Fowler, and today I want to share an excerpt from my conversation with Christy Black Davis. We aired her episode on growing and selling a business a few days ago, but it didn't include an aside we had on community service and volunteerism, topics that are very important to both Christy and myself. I thought I'd share this discussion for a little inspiration between episodes. I hope you get some good takeaways from this, and be sure to listen to my full conversation with Christy if you haven't already. I want to shift tact a little bit um, and really talk about community service and community volunteerism. I know that's at your heart. I know we bond over that. We've served on several boards together and probably we're still on probably a couple of boards (laughs) together as well. Um, But talk to me about really at the core how you feel that that's a good strategic move for business and also a good personal move, right? Because you get to give back. You know, it may not be a good strategic move for every business, but I don't know who that business is. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I, uh, I am of the mind that when you engage in the community, you're doing so much good for yourself and for your business that's not even intentional yeah. that I don't see how it can't be helpful. But but I have the personality that leads me towards that, mm-hmm. as you do. But you don't, I don't think you have to be outgoing. You don't have to want to be a leader to still engage in the community and derive some benefits. So let me go through some of the things that I tell my clients when we talk about it, why yeah. it might be a good move. Of course, from my standpoint, I'm looking at it from a marketing right. perspective. Right. Uh, so it's for a couple reasons. One is... When you're engaged in the community, and I would say, let me define community, it could be geographic, it could be issue, or it could be topical. Right. So for some people, being involved in the community is being involved in their professional community. So it's a national thing. For other people, it's local, and it's how am I helping our region thrive? Or what am I doing to improve the quality of life here, either through social services or civic amenities, whatever. So back to my point. When you're involved in your community, you learn things that you would never learn otherwise. You just can't get the same information and the same sense of reality reading it on a a news feed, listening to a podcast, as wonderful as they are, especially threefold, or staying in your own tent, your own area of expertise, getting out forces you to look at situations, people, processes, opportunities in a whole new way. And it's that uh, new frame of reference that allows you to find a new business solution or maybe a new sales tool or maybe a new product or service that previously you never knew existed. You didn't even know anybody needed. And now it's like, hey, I was out there. and So that's number one. Number two is the relationships are really important. I have heard Sacramento described, and, and I have to give credit where credit to This is Kip Blewett told mm-hmm. me once, Christy, Sacramento was a relationship town. New York is a transactional town. Yeah. L.A., we still haven't decided. It's right. a crazy town, I right. think. Yeah. <laughs> we are very relationship-oriented, and I have some theories about that. Relationships translate to trust. Mm-hmm. People do business with somebody they trust. Right. And I can talk to you about trust all day long because Edelman's really big on the trust barometer, but 
we'll save that for another day. But we know that when you trust somebody, uh, you, you're likely to want to do business with them, number one. You will refer. You'll share information with them. All those things that can help build a business or it can help you solidify the business you already have. Right. I would say, and I, I tell my clients this, and actually I've, I've told my staff this over the years too, if you want to get involved in the community and it's going to be a social service or a civic amenity kind of thing, do something that you personally really like and really believe in because you got to have a good time doing it. you right. got to get something back. Don't do it by rote. Then you don't get the same benefit and it doesn't come back to you in the same right. way. Right. You had talked about you don't have to necessarily be a leader to volunteer, and I agree with that completely. But yet, with you, like you have taken very strong leadership positions in your volunteer activities. So one is when we got to work together, putting together the Brandathon, where that was you and me and Christine all, where we really just felt that this town needed an identity and what was a way that we could bring it together where everybody could contribute to that. And I think that was really successful in terms of really over time getting 1,500 people involved because they just loved this town so much that they cared about providing an identity for it. But you also served as the chair of the Metro Chamber, which is a huge position. I think it's second largest chamber in California. How did you juggle work and a leadership, a volunteer leadership position like that, that's so highly visible and so time intensive. Somebody told me once, and I, I think I still believe this, if you want to get something done, give it to a busy person to do. Yeah. Right? I've heard that so many times. Yeah. And so I think number one is I'm accustomed to uh, prioritizing, making my list, figuring out what needs to get done. So there's number one. But... But the chamber specifically, moving into that role, I I took it in a th three-year steps. Yeah. So I was able, as, as every chair does, as you know. Mm -hmm. So our current chair did that, Trish, bless her heart, and Chris Delfino's in that role. Is it, you know, because you're moving up in the ranks. You can start to anticipate what kind of time commitment it's going to take. So I made a deliberate decision the year before I became chair how much time I wanted to put into it, I, I guess, backing up what kind of a chair I wanted to be, right? how engaged I wanted to be, and then what does that mean? And then I organized my work around it. So I missed some work opportunities because I didn't have the time to do it. So there's some clients I didn't get to work on that I wanted to or some right. things I wasn't able to do. Um, my family was behind it. You know, I, I was in a good place in terms of no young children at home. Yeah. You can do more. And I think that's a critical point as well. It's, yes. it's Timing yes. is everything. And if timing you don't have the time right now, that's okay. But when you do have the time to you be open to it, it so you can do it well. Right. Because I always talk about volunteerism in terms of if you only give a mediocre effort in terms of your volunteerism, then they're only benefiting or the people. I mean, it's just not worth Better it. Better not to do it. So right. do it and do it well. Right. Um, and timing is okay. I think we beat ourselves up sometimes as leaders because we don't have time to do everything. But we will get to the things that need being done. I'd mm -hmm. rather do something well and have the time to put into it and think through it and be effective than just just showing up, right? It makes a big difference. Plus, you don't want to resent it. Yeah. You know, oh, i got to do this. No, you want to be able to do it. So my, <clears throat> my husband told people um, the year before, oh, yeah, I'm getting ready next year. I'll never see Christy except for when she puts me in a tuxedo and takes me someplace. Right. You know, so. <laughs> which was probably pretty true, right? Which was true. Yeah. Um, and, and to your point about timing, you know, we grew Dean and Black when my children were growing up. Yeah. And during that time, my volunteer time was spent being a room mother. 
I was a Girl Scout leader for six years. I taught vacation Bible school. I mean, you name it, I did it. Right. In fact, when they grew up, I remember saying to them, was, was it hard for you? I wasn't around much because I had my business. And I remember my daughter saying, oh, mom, you were around all the time. <laughs> You're the mom that was always there. So fortunately, because I had the... Um, the flexibility, I could be at the sporting events and I could do those other things, but that was my volunteer life as well, where it should have been, right? At least in my opinion. So I would pick one board or one volunteer activity other than that at a time. Yeah. So I missed a lot of things. Like for example, I think now, wow, that old Metro Edge thing, that would have been fun at that stage in my life. Well, there were other young professional things and I chose not to do them because I was being mom and growing a business. Uh, but it didn't close the opportunities for later when yeah. I could. And I think that it, we sometimes we try to force opportunities when we should really just look at the opportunities yes. based on our time, where we are in our life, what our lifestyle is like, and then be able to volunteer within right. sort of that category. So just a short clip, but I think Christy's observations about the value of being active in your community, both from a personal and a professional standpoint, are priceless. I also appreciate her insights around choosing opportunities that genuinely interest you and that fit your lifestyle and schedule throughout the different stages of your life and career. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're able to walk away with that one thing that will make a difference in your day, your life, or your business.